Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Greetings and salutations and welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Salutations to you too. Are you impersonating my mother again? No, I'm not doing your mother. I won't I won't do your mother in a public <laughs> arena because it will be the end of me. That would be Yes. I, look, I can be silly sometimes, but I'm not a complete idiot. I'm not a complete idiot. Uh, no, I won't be doing impersonations of your mother. Mm. Uh, but what I will be doing is talking to, I reckon, one of the great cricketers this country has produced who never got to play test cricket for this country. And I still to this day don't know why because he is brilliant, a yeah. brilliant cricketer. Yeah, he's time. a great guest too, David Hussey. Yes. He's a very busy man right at the second. He's the head of uh, male cricket in Victoria. That's his new job. Plus he's the coach of the uh, Melbourne Stars and the BBL. Mm. Uh, and, of course, uh, yeah, busy man. So uh, we're happy to catch up well, before all the all the real hurly-burly of uh, of the cricket season it's good starts. timing. We're right on the precipice, aren't we? But the I cusp. guess he's the cusp. cusp. The cusp. The cusp, indeed. That's oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sound like we're talking about horoscopes, Kevin's Kevin. Got a, Kev's but I think um, I think David is possibly the first guest that's ever accused me of uh, doing a dad joke. Well, you did do a dad joke. Well, I did not. Well, the only thing missing when you hear it, and you'll hear it, trust me, it's <laughs> right at the front, the only thing missing is the <laughs> Maybe a producer will put that in. Afterwards. Well, it could be, it could be there by now because uh, it was sitting there waiting for it. It was <laughs> sitting up like a dog waiting to it be fed. It was a fizzer, wasn't it? Yes. But I thought it was funny and that's all that counts. Dave Hussey, uh, over 14,000 first-class runs, played uh, played for Australia 100 yeah. times in T20 and, uh, and one-day internationals but never played a test, so he's a guess. We'll get to him yep. shortly. But oh, the, the food, food pile. pile. Yeah, it's a lolly war again. But two very different kinds of lollies. Yeah, and I'm all for one and not for the other. Licorice bullets versus those little uh, fluorescent yellow and green pineapples. Yep. You'll find <laughs> out who wins. I don't think it's uh, it's any state secret, but you'll find out who wins later on. But let's get to our guest for this edition of the uh, Food Bites podcast. It is Dave Hussey. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hey, uh, David. You are the perfect guest for a food podcast, I reckon, because right now your professional life is something of a hamburger with the lot. <laughs> nice, nice. See where she gets a sense of humour from. Yeah. That's more of a dad joke than a... Uh, <laughs> it's a mum joke. An uh, intelligent person joke, yeah. Life's pretty busy, but, but all good. Um, yeah, can't, can't really complain. Uh, you've taken up the role of uh, head of uh, male cricket in Victoria. Uh, I mean, we're changing uh, all the time, but that's a pretty big job. It's a very big job, but one that I'm really excited about. Uh, a, I'm really passionate about cricket and uh, passionate about Victorian cricket, and my goal is uh, to get as many Victorians in the uh, international setup for playing for Australia and hopefully at the Boxing Day Test because when I was growing up, I wanted to be like Dennis Lilly, um, <laughs> bowling fast at the Wacker Ground. Uh, when he, when he represented Australia. So, yeah, love my cricket and I'm uh, yeah, very passionate about it as well. Yeah. I guess uh, the life of a professional cricketer, Dave, is, um, is one that doesn't really uh, lend itself to um, having much time to prepare meals or brush up on your kitchen skills. What are you like in the kitchen? Well, when I actually play cricket, no, you spend a lot of time in, in hotels, so you don't actually have to cook uh, very often for yourself. But um, growing up, uh, I had to cook one meal for the family a, a week. So it was my brother Michael, who, who's elder, uh, my two sisters, and they we all had to go uh, cooking 
because I, oh, I think my parents uh, both had enough of cooking for four for, for six people in the family. So um, my cooking skills are, are poor at best, but they're improving uh, after a couple of years of lockdown uh, down in down in Melbourne. Um, my wife told me that I really need to improve and uh, yeah, start stepping up to the plate and. Um, I can cook a couple of dishes now, so which uh, my kids are very thankful for. <laughs> hey, well, just backtrack. I'm keen to know. Growing up in the hussy household, uh-huh. it sounds like you, your kids were on a roster of of uh, preparing food. So, what what did you prepare for as a kid for the rest of the family? So this is I was probably 16 at the time. So Mike would have been 18. My sister Kate and Gemma they're uh, 14, and uh, my younger sisters seven years younger than me, so uh, she was probably nine or ten, so I was more of a pasta person because it was very, very easy to follow the recipe, so spaghetti bolognese and the bolognese sauce was absolutely horrendous, so a lot of people <laughs> bypassed that, so um, I barbecue a lot, which which I really enjoyed, actually, because then you actually got to spend some time with my father as well, which was uh, quite nice, so the, the very basics I can do quite well, but uh, if I have to follow an in-depth recipe, uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. So we head now to today's uh, Dave Hussey in the kitchen, and what what do you prepare that the, your children enjoy? Um, so Sunday afternoon is like uh, my time to cook a roast for the family, and we, we sit down on, at six o'clock every Sunday night and try and have a uh, either a roast chicken, roast lamb, um, and just enjoy each other's company. So that's that's probably my favourite, my signature dish. So which I really enjoy because you can open a bottle of wine and uh, and sample some uh, some of Australia's finest wine at the same time. So that's probably my favourite. My uh, second favourite is lasagna, only selfishly because that's probably my favourite um, food. So, yeah, I really like making um, lasagna. Um, my daughter's also celiac too, so gluten-free lasagna is not quite the real thing, but it's, uh, it's a decent substitute, I guess. Though gluten-free products have come a long way, haven't they? Yeah, fortunately... Um, Oh, I know when she was, my daughter was first diagnosed, uh, it was like, oh, God, um, where are we going to find uh, gluten-free products? But uh, all the supermarkets are you know, very well stocked these days and uh, most of the restaurants and, and, um, and pubs, for that matter, are actually uh, very celiac-friendly, which is uh, yeah, very, very beneficial for, for our family. Are you a big eater, Dave, or are you a, a lean, mean fighting machine? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's just say when I played cricket, I was a, a decent size eater, not compared to some of the other people that you've had on, like Merv. Merv was a, a monster eater. But um, <laughs> now I'm trying to go like two meals a day because the metabol- metabolism has slowed quite a bit. So two meals a day and try and do as much exercise as I possibly can. So um, that, that's pretty much it. But they're not great portion size food. So pretty much uh, yeah, two meals and, <laughs> and try and limit the snacking. That, that's probably the key for me. What about coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? I'm a coffee drinker, yeah. Um, I try and start the day off with a, uh, a, a cup of green tea and then have two coffees throughout the day, but that's more to be social, really. Um, well, I really enjoy a cup of coffee, don't get me wrong, but I think having a cup of coffee and uh, having a chat to a friend uh, is uh, just it doesn't get much better than that, really. Sweet tooth, are you the, <laughs> a lolly man, a biscuit man, a cake man, an ice cream man? Um, I'm more of a chocolate person. Uh-huh. Uh, not really a, a lolly man or a cake person, but yeah, chocolate, put chocolate in front of me and yeah, those um, Cadbury favourites that oh. they always they're my Achilles heel. So um, yeah, every time we go past the supermarket and they're half price, I end up buying a pack. So it's a disgrace. And hence why I said before, I've got to really limit my snacking down. So. But hang on, if you're getting the Cadbury favourites, are you saying that you eat the Turkish Delight as well? I eat it all. Turkish Delight oh. is probably my, my favourite, actually, oh. Sarah. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah, That's controversial. 
How's that controversial? I like it. I'm not going to no, change my the- mind just because it's... <laughs> People disapprove. You know, you know how, you know how, like when you get by the family of sort of biscuits, there's always one that's that people don't eat. The orange slice. Yeah, and then with the Cadbury's <laughs> favourites, everyone says it's the Turkish delight. You could, no one eats the Turkish delight. It's always there. But if you like it, well, you're you're catered yeah. for. Beautifully. Well, my wife always said that I'm not normal, so there you go. I'm happy to be in the minority. <laughs> well, Kevin's not normal. He's able to um to take one corner of the um Cadbury dairy milk chocolate block and uh, and put that in his gob and then put the, the chocolate away, and that's all he eats. Oh, Kevin, you have got a lot to learn, my friend, a lot to learn. Uh, once you start, you can't stop. That, that's my biggest issue, so got to put it up high, somewhere high, so you can't actually reach it. No, that's the key. It's it's called willpower, Dave. You'll 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 understand as we as you, as you get as you get older and fatter like me, you'll understand. You can only have one corner of the chocolate. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, uh, the, the the cricket world is a, is a funny world. It's a world where you where you spend a lot of time in all different countries. Uh, did you did you struggle with any particular country food wise when you when you were travelling overseas? Um, probably India, if, if well, India and Pakistan, probably the, the ones you struggle with initially. But then once you start, um, your you taste buds start learning to uh, enjoy the, the local cuisine. It's, it's all good. Um, I really enjoy the Indian food now, but not too spicy. If you um, say to the Indian chefs, oh, I don't mind a bit of spice, they pile it in. So uh-huh. you've got to be really, really careful. But butter chicken, Rogan Josh, um, Dal Makhni, I love all them, but unfortunately they're, they're not good for the waistline. Mm. You have to do a couple of extra gym sessions at the same time. What about um, in England when you played uh, cricket in England? What, what? How did you find the food there? Magnificent, um, <laughs> but also fattening as well. So um, I, I love my fish and chips, so, and I know the English love their fish and chips too. So uh, the English, yeah, they, they love their food, and um, it probably actually suits me more the English style because it's a little bit basic and... Um, and the big, big portions, but I know you shouldn't really eat big portions, but when you're playing, it's, uh, it's hard to, to, to refuse. So I really enjoyed my, my time over in England. We talked earlier about uh, your family growing up out west and um, your brother, Mike. I, I have read tales before about how competitive you two were growing up, but how competitive were you? I, I hear there were some fairly um, sort of violent games of, of backyard cricket back in the day. Yeah, we weren't nice kids. Um, we were <laughs> stupidly competitive, actually. So um, only when it comes to sport, oh, I should say that, I should qualify that. We, we always try to outdo each other, which but at the end of the day, we, we always sort of had each other's back. I, I guess you could say that, but if somebody disagreed with a decision or um, if I pretended I wasn't out when I nicked one behind, uh, yeah, that's when the fisticuffs actually came out. And <laughs> to, my, to my mum's disgust that everybody knew that when my mother came out to, uh, to pull us apart, it was, uh, yeah, we were both in deep trouble. So we, we tried to keep it uh, more above board, if, if anything, but yeah, stupidly competitive and uh, I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, cricket's become a 12-month-of-the-year sport, but at this time of the year, uh, you know, in Victoria, we've got the, the spring racing carnivals on the way. We just finished the footy. Uh, at the, this time of the year, in terms of feeling cricket's about to be launched for 2022-2023, that must be kind of special. Yeah, it's very exciting, actually. Um I just remember growing up, once the AFL finished, uh, that means it's cricket season. So uh, I guess for most people around Australia, football season's finally finished and, uh, yeah, dust off the, the creams and uh, you go to play some cricket. So oh, I thought one of the most exciting uh, time of the year, um, September time, October time, it pretty, pretty much means cricket season and uh, 
it's um, it, it's well, it's my proper job now, so uh, <laughs> something I really look forward to. Um, we've got a T20 World Cup. We've got uh, the Big Bash uh, in December. We've got uh, Shield Cricket. Uh, the Victorians start their, their first uh, Shield game next week. We've already started the, the Marsh one day. My God, there's a lot of cricket to be played. Yeah, a lot of content, which is good. Um, that's what you want. You want your players playing um, as much cricket as you possibly can. There's only a certain amount of uh, training sessions you can actually do. So um, the more cricket you can play out in the middle against the best opposition, I think that's, that's better for, for everybody involved. What do you think is um, one of the big draw cards about the the big bash um, format, Dave? Do you think um, that the, there's so much interaction with the crowd? There's something electrifying about the uh, the whole competition, isn't there? Yeah, I agree, um, and that's probably sadly what's been lacking the last couple of years um, through, through the COVID um, protocols, and you couldn't really uh, sort of um, interact with the crowd. But this year is going to be uh, yeah free for all, and I know. Uh, the Melbourne Stars, where we're desperate to get down to, um, to to put on a good show for the for the fans and um, yeah, sign autographs, take pictures at the end of the game, and uh, yeah, really have that fan engagement because that's why you play cricket. You you got to entertain, and uh, yeah, hopefully the, the stars can actually and the rest of the BBL can do the same thing. Uh, the uh, the draft this year that was the first time we we had a crack at that. Uh, we've seen it, uh, you know, overseas in India and all that, but we, we uh, did it for the first time. And you picked up Trent Bolt, which is an absolute coup for the stars. Uh, it makes it a very exciting uh, year coming in the in the BBL when we get underway in December. Yeah, hundred percent. I thought the draft was excellent. I thought uh, Fox did a, a great production of it. Um, you don't realise how much actual work goes into preparing um, your, your team for, for the draft, but we would have spent probably six or seven um, different meetings about different players and uh, a lot of networking throughout the world about certain players and getting background checks. And uh, yeah, I thought the draft was a massive success and we just wrapped to get uh, Trent Bolt, Joe Clark and Luke Wood uh, into the stables at the Stars. And yeah, it's all about entertaining and uh, those three players will definitely uh, slot into our team and, and entertain the, uh, the masses at the MCG. Yeah. Hey, David, you're a very well-travelled man, very worldly. So if you were to bung on the barbecue and have a dinner party at your place and you could invite anybody you liked, uh, dead or alive, who'd be on your guest list? Oh, Derek Jeter would be number one. Um, yeah, New York Yankee, uh, fantastic player. I'd like probably him. Uh, and then um, Jerry Seinfeld probably, <laughs> just, just for humour value. Um yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, those probably two, they'll, they'll be very, very entertaining. I get the impression you're a Seinfeld fan. Huge Seinfeld fan, love my time there. So, um, I actually still watch the reruns now. It's a very, very humorous show. So, <laughs> never, never go, never grows old. Yeah. It's a funny one, Seinfeld. I find people either love it or hate it. I, um, I love it, but, uh, find other people just don't kind of get it. How can you not get it? It's some of the best humour going around. I'm with you. I'm with you. How can you not get that? How can you watch an episode of that and not laugh? I watched one the other night and, and, and finished up watching four because I just got hooked on the it. The Soup Nazi's my favourite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely favourite. Hey, Dave, what uh, what what uh, hopes have you got for the, the Vicks this year in, in both the uh, the forms of uh, uh, competition they'll be involved in? Yeah, big hopes. Um yeah, with the Marsh Cup, that's a 50-over comp. Uh, we've got some really, really talented players. Um, we should be there and thereabouts, top top three, top four uh, teams. Um, in the Shield team, I think we'll be competing again, so hopefully the top three teams, and uh, you just never know. We've got a really well-balanced team, young bowling attack, but got a good couple of young players coming through, and hopefully they um, fulfil their dreams of playing international cricket for Australia. Yep. 
Well, David, just to uh, to wrap up, we normally ask our guests uh, if they have a, a cooking or a kitchen tip to share. Do you have one of those? Uh, my kitchen tip. <laughs> if anyone's listening to my tips, they're going the wrong direction. So, <laughs> um, well, my mother used to always say, "Whatever the ingredients is, get it all out uh, in front of you, so you know where it is. You don't want to keep going in, in and out of the fridge or in and out of the pantry to get." different uh, ingredients so get everything be prepared get everything out in front of you and then everything takes care of itself so there, there's a tip for you your mother a was tip. a very wise woman i think a very wise woman <laughs> hey Dave, lovely lady thanks so much for your time mate really appreciate it good luck to, to you and the vicks uh, for the season and uh, and to the stars in the in the big bash let's hope it's a, a really good summer of cricket much appreciated kevin thanks sarah Take thank care. you you're listening to food bites with sarah patterson and kevin hillier David Hussey and uh, the BBL season for the Stars uh, starts on the 13th of December. The Shield Cricket starts next Thursday. They're up and about playing South Australia in South Australia. The Marsh One Day Cup's already underway. The oh. T20 World Cup starts in a couple of weeks. If you're a cricket tragic Kevin, like me, there's lots to watch. The cricket schedule is absolutely heaving with activity. Heaving, it heaving. is. Heaving. So thanks to Huss for his time. We really appreciate Speaking it. Speaking of heaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I would be if I had to eat a little pineapple things. We're doing another battle of lollies in the food poll this week. We're, we're putting licorice bullets. Yeah. Yeah, don't scowl, Kevin. Oh, one's Moorish and one's um, Up against pineapples. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, – and look – You th- should see the look of distaste Can on I Kevin's just say face. thank you to all the people who who responded and there's like triple yes. – what we're about to read Gazillions. Is, a, is about a third of what, uh, what came in. I'm oh, not I even know. a third, to be honest. I know. Um, there were lots. Sarah Warmby will start us off, the wonderful Sarah. She says, definitely – Pineapples. Sylvana says, hmm, both. But if you re- if I really had to choose, then chocolate bullets. Yes. Sue Hosking says pineapples for her. Maddie Quinn says, who said we had to pick <laughs> one or the other and where do I find that Philistine? <laughs> I'm not a Philistine. She's over there. No. I'm Terry- not pointing. I'm not pointing. I promise you I'm not pointing. Terry Daniel says dark chocolate bullets, specifies dark chocolate, yummo. Yep. Rebecca says pineapples, but we don't get them here. Now, Beck lives up in Thailand. Thailand. Anthony says, they don't have pineapple lollies in Thailand. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the place where you'd have pineapple lollies? (laughs) Nice tropical. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anthony says, bullets all day long. Jenny says, definitely pineapples. Bullets are a big no no for me. Chris, neither. Uh, Andrew says, both. Robin, licorice bullets, but not the pink ones. Uh, Darren says, pineapples for sure. Nadine Smith, both at the same time. Joanne says, I agree with that, but have you tried. Pineapple lumps. Oh, yeah, I know what she's talking about. Have you seen those? They're literally lumps of pineapple. I think like crystallised pineapple, if it's what I'm thinking is correct, like the crystallised ginger. I've seen them. Oh, they're horrible. I could be making that up, but I am a journalist and I never let facts get in the way of a good story. (laughs) Tyler says. Or never let humour get in the way of a bad joke. (laughs) Tyler says pineapple. What does Tyler say? Pineapple. <laughs> Christine says, uh, it's got to be the dark chocolate bullets. Oh. Joylene, bullets, but I love pineapples as well. Uh, Michelle says, bullets. Yeah. Pineapples for me. Scott says, Michelle Mostert, chalk-coated pineapples. Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, wow. That's it. Oh, that gives... That gives the pineapples a chance with me. Uh, Kathy Visher, our producer's wife, says, only Daryl Lee dark chocolate bullets, one of quality. Hey, that sounds appealing almost, and I don't even like licorice. Mark Stevens, bullet by 
daylight. And Jim Wilson says bullets in a canter. There you go. Stephen Quartermain, bullets by a million miles. That's all these blokes who work in sport have to put a little little disclaimer with <laughs> Is that what they it? have in their desks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the doc, Joe Garris, says not a contest, bullets. Kate Stevenson, bullets with a bullet. Uh, Miss Sandy Crack says bullets, <laughs> especially if they are the Daryl Lee raspberry and white chocolate oh, ones. Don't know about that. There you go. Oh, croaky. Bullets and lots of them. It's near impossible not to devour a whole packet. I'm with uh, old croaky there. Jane Barnes, lovely manners. Neither, thank you. Yes, she does have lovely manners. <laughs> she does. <laughs> um, and Susanna says, bullets by 1,000. I love them. And Wayne says, ah. oh, Wayne ah. says, poor cousins of the lolly world right here, but if pushed, I'd go with pineapples. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Big surprise yeah. there, but, but he explains. This is simply because licorice is one of the worst-tasting things ever. It's only surpassed by the on the yucca meter by earwax, <laughs> avocado, or the chocolate-coated toilet block that is the Turkish <laughs> Delight. Uh- <laughs> See, David Hussey, what do we tell See? you about the Turkish Delight? <laughs> uh, coating it in chocolate doesn't change the nature of the evil that lurks within. Uh, it's the Trojan horse of the lolly kingdom, and sadly, anyone who accepts one of these pallets of putridness, <laughs> try saying that three times fast. That's T-shirt material. Uh, is the unwitting Trojan. As oh. confectionery, it is only suitable to be offered up to mother-in-laws or those annoying little American. Hang on, I'll get this <laughs> or those annoying little Americanized pieces of groin fruit, fruit who consider <laughs> Halloween to be a thing in Australia. <laughs> Trick on train. Uh, when I invent time travel, I will do the world a service and wander through history so I can eradicate <laughs> whatever peasant decided this battery acid of the food world was edible. <laughs> Good on you, Wayne. And I must admit I'm, I'm interested that uh, Turkish Delight has made an appearance not once but twice in this podcast. I wonder whether these things happen in threes and Don't it's an know. omen. Don't know, but I can tell you that it's a 90-10 win for the Bullets. Are you serious? 90-10. I was, that can't be right. I was, I'll was. i be honest with you and tell you I was surprised there was that many for the pineapples because I think that those little pineapple lollies are just – there's no point to them. They're the most well, po- – point, they're a pointless lolly. No, no, no. I disagree wholeheartedly because really? I would take the pineapples any day of the week over the licorice bullets. Well, someone did point out, uh, and one of the ones we didn't use in the uh, in the food poll that we just talked about, uh, that there are warning signs in America. Uh, yeah, I saw America Sarah said that with uh, with uh, what what sort of toxins are actually or in could licorice? Be in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Perhaps, supposedly. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's an interesting one too, given that. We've currently got a fridge full of licorice chocolate fudge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made that. I chopped up a, a bag of licorice all sorts. And you did give me three or four uh, licorice all sorts to take with me I to my radio to have show with your for cup some of sustenance. Tea. I know. You're trying to poison me. No, I'm a good <laughs> Now we know. See, next time I'll remember to laugh at a dad joke. You're terrible, wow, Muriel. Wow, wow. You are terrible. <laughs> you take that back. I will. It was funny. Uh, thanks to David Hussey for being I on was the show. Funny. Good luck to the Vicks for the season and the stars. And uh, we'll see you next time on Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. You might. And the bloke she's poisoning. <laughs> thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.